Welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined in studio by my good friends Barnabas Piper and Ronnie Martin. And uh, boys, we have uh, we have a lot of important things to cover this week, including uh, something that transpired uh, at the end of last week's program. Um, it took a lot of, I think for me, authenticity, um, a lot of genuineness to... I think vulnerability is a word you're looking for as well. Barnabas, it was vulnerability is what it was. That's a great word. And what it involved was me letting you guys and letting our millions of listeners know uh, that I didn't know what a pour-over was in a in a coffee shop context. And I have to tell you guys, um, the outpouring of support, uh, of hopefulness that I've gotten from people about this issue uh, and through this ordeal has been uh, just... Uh, unbelievable. Um, so I think our listeners deserve an incredible, uh, like thank you because there was, there was no mockery. There was no vitriol. We received no judgment. Yeah. One guy sent a direct message to us on Twitter and said, I, I would be thrilled to teach Ted the art of the pour over and, Um, uh, no mockery. So just, just a genuine offer of assistance. And so, uh, I think that says something too. I think our earnestness is rubbing off on people. And guys, I feel so cared for on this and so leaned into on this. Uh, I can't wait personally for big R's explanation, uh, of what a pour over is. I've got a notepad here in my studio. I'm going to be taking notes copiously as he speaks. But before that happens, Pipe, we have a, we have a new business partnership that, um, that I'll be the first to say has taken uh, a long, long time to uh, uh, consummate, as it were. Um, but we're going live with a new sponsor this week. And uh, why don't you tell us about who that is? Yes, we have uh, we have Missional Wear as our as our sponsor, and they have done some stuff with us in the past. Um, but this is this is a bit of an ongoing partnership that we're that we're working on with them. So this is this is the beginning of uh, the beginning of something beautiful. I think that, that was from a movie, but I don't remember which one. Casablanca. Um, that, that's that's it. Wow. Yes. Big R. I you know I, I had I had black and white in my mind and but I didn't have Humphrey Bogart in my mind so it's all right that's what I'm here for thanks for thanks for uh, bailing me out on that one so you, mission aware you for listener longtime listeners you have seen their you've seen their uh, their stuff come through on our social media feeds and our podcast they do they do clothing they do swag they do art they do uh, they did Happy Ranch stickers at one point. They do mugs. They do pint glasses for those who enjoy pints of various beverages. They do all sorts of stuff, uh, and it's this is not the Lord's Gym T-shirt type of of Christian stuff. This is although pretty, they could do one of those ironically for you. Yes, they, they, could. they could definitely. Yeah. If you're a hipster, no picture yeah. picture like uh, Lord's Gym, but J I M, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, dude. <laughs> I am. The, I want one. I am the Lord's Gym. <laughs> That's I just fantastic. No, picture like silhouettes of Charles Spurgeon's face and and John Calvin's goatee, and then the five solas written in cool fonts and things like that. But if you well, go to and Mich- picture uh, picture allegedly 
Happy Rant swag. Yes, right. That this that, has been the rumor for are, a long there time. Are rumors. This is this is. I would. It's probably fair to say it's in negotiations. Uh, they they've they've been touch and go. They have stalled out at points. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm confident we can work out a deal. I'm confident we can land that. But if you go to missionaware.com, you can see the the apparel they have. So shirts, sweatshirts, things like that. They have wall hangings. Uh, they and prints. They have, like I said, pint glasses and mugs. You can check out all those things. They have. They have also. If you're a, if you're a beard guy, you know, so one of those reformed beardy types. Um, <laughs> they have all sorts of Charles Spurgeon beard gear. Um, and you know, some people dig that. I, I'm sort of anti beard myself out of necessity, and out of insecurity. So, uh, but use the code Happy Rant at checkout, and they will. They'll give you a podcast listener specific discount. So use the code Happy Rant. Get a sweet deal from them on your favorite reformed swag. And actually, uh, if you go to CalvinistSwag.com, it also takes you to Mission Aware. That was something that uh, that they worked out for us probably a year ago because they liked the idea so much. So MissionAware.com or CalvinistSwag.com, go get stuff. Use the code Happy Rant. Our second sponsor is again. Um, I forgot the name of the uh, publisher. Oh, it's Waterbrook Multnomah. I probably shouldn't do that since they paid us money. Uh, the book is Chase the Lion by Mark Batterson. You've heard this on here before. He is the best-selling author of In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. This is sort of the follow-up book. It is a book about having God-sized dreams. So whether that's in ministry or life or pursuing your calling, don't pursue a thing that doesn't take God to get you there. If if you don't need God to do it, it's too small of a dream. Um, Batterson exemplifies this in the starting of his church uh, there in Washington, D.C. Um, you can get that book now. It was available as of a couple weeks ago. So the book is Chase the Lion by Mark Batterson from Waterbrook, Multnomah. Go pick that up. And big thanks to both of those sponsors, as well as our friends at Resonate Recordings, who always do all of our our editing and mastering on this thing. So they take our uh, Steve Urkel sounding voices and make us sound amazing. Speak for yourself. I Dude, was. You know what? I just uh, I just Google imaged Batterson, and he doesn't look like what I thought he would look like. What did you think he would look like, Big T? <laughs> that, that's what I was wondering. Uh, more more prosperity e. You know what, what I mean? Oh, okay. Like slicker, like like more of a salesman. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He looks uh, he looks sort of run of the mill suburbany. He looks incredibly run of the mill. This guy. But wow, I mean, I think coming from I don't Ted, mean that in a bad way. Say, no, you're saying Ted, that you're saying that is a compliment. compliment right? yeah. That's a compliment from me. Yeah, you're saying it doesn't look like he makes any money. That's what you're trying to say. There's no, no money. He, there. he doesn't look like like homeless. He looks like right in the middle. You know what I mean? Or and he yeah. also doesn't look like he's trying exceptionally hard to be cool which is exactly which is always a red flag when it comes to pastors in my mind this is a shocker man it's so rare pipe that, that they don't either look like they have a gold-plated jet or <laughs> that they're trying super hard to be cool you know yeah this, I mean, guy, he, this guy fits neither description he looks yeah like think middle class subdivision and uh which is maybe the nicest thing i can say about him because i don't know a dang thing about this guy to be honest <laughs> <laughs> but we love you know, his book for the time being. But we love his book for now. And you know what else I don't know a thing about, Pipe, is uh, pour-overs and the sort of nuanced world of hipster coffee. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask our resident hipster, can, uh, Ronald J. Martin. Can I ask wow. a quick question just categorically yeah. first? This was a listener post question, and it's precisely yeah. pertaining to hipster coffee. So we yeah, have made throw. the statement on here, I think this was a Ronnie statement, that hipsters ruin everything. And mm-hmm. we have we have – Given example after example of this, 
the question was, so did hipsters ruin coffee? And it caught me off guard because I think that might be the one thing they improved. Yes. Mm. So let me let me I, that that is my that is just sort of my my contribution to the the introducing of pour overs. I think hipsters may have improved coffee. You know no, what? They I may mean, have improved the flavor, but they've they've ruined it by making it complicated. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. It's now stressful in a way that it never was. Well, it's time consuming now because you know you can't just go put like <laughs> the cup under the little like. You know, you you push the little like lever in, and it just comes like pouring out like it used to. Right? Yeah. No no percolators anymore. I think it's just yeah. We actually see we do both. We do both of the church. We we have a percolator for people that need it now, and then we have what we call the pour over. Wait for it, boys. The pour over station (laughs) for people that want an actual real artisan. Beautifully Uh, delicious cup of coffee. And is there an actual artisan at the station? There's there's we have. You guys have, have an artisan on retainer. We have two guys. They're part okay. of the, the pour over station team, and they uh, they they work the uh, the station every week. And they wear and they wear wait for it. They wear leather. They wear leather uh, leather bibs. What are they are like you, blacksmiths? Are you kidding me? I'm They're kidding. They're not. They're not leather. They we don't have that kind of money. Shoe. But but they do look like they do look like kind of like less you know you know lower paid blacksmiths. They they do wear like They're, aprons. They, yes. Yeah. It, it's. The Dude, uh, you- the coffee shop is called the Forge, and they are called the Blacksmiths Apprentices. The Forge, it is, it is. Right. But we just call it the station because you know we got to call it something. So that's Dude, what it is. You, that's all it would is. You do our listeners a favor, and by that I mean me, you, and post with uh, in the show notes um, a picture of these two gentlemen, these two fine gentlemen, absolutely, who are, who are handling the pour overs week after week at yeah. uh, at, at Substance A Town. I'll, yeah, man, I'll, I will. Uh, I'll send B Pipe a, a photo, and we can we can pop it up there on on the rant. And uh, you know, look, T, I, I just want everybody to know. I want our listeners to know that when you when you hear Ted Cluck, when you hear Big T, when you hear him come out with a statement as radical as "I don't know what pour over is," you know what you're hearing right at that point. You're hearing the guy behind the guy behind the guy, <laughs> and that's what I love, Big T. That's what I love about you. There's a vulnerability there. There's a, well, uh, you know, there's there's a there's a desire to to want to humble yourself and say, "Hey, you know, I've written 200 books, but I still don't have all the answers." You Ronald, know? listen to me. Teach me, okay. <laughs> I I want to I want to sit at your hipster boots right now and have you te- walk me well, through t- the pour over. I'm going to okay? walk you through it, but here's the thing: I, I I'm just I'm a casual observer. Like I don't okay. I don't work the station. So you're not pour- claiming to be an expert in the, no, in the pour- no 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 no. So a pour over is just this: it's it's you get this. They're like these porcelain pour over cups. You put okay. them in these little stands. You put the you put the coffee which you have to measure out just perfectly. So we have like these little like we have these like little like digital like scales that you measure the coffee with. You put it in the cup. You heat up the water in a hipster little like stainless yeah. steel kettle, of course, of course. And then you and then you slowly pour the water into the little pour over cup, into the porcelain pour over cup. And then underneath it, you put a cup and it drips out very slowly into the cup. And what you get is this fantastically super fresh um, cup of java. Can, can, I, can I say this? You can say whatever you want. It's your show. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my freaking life, man. <laughs> it's it's exactly what a coffee maker does, just way yeah, slower. Yeah, like, it, 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 it's exactly, exactly it's what a coffee, coffee maker. It's a coffee, it's an analog 
coffee. It's maker, an analog coffee maker. It's, it's it's yeah. It's what it's cowboys. Used, it's what cowboys used to have to do by a campfire because they couldn't bring a coffee. Dude, maker. it's old school. It's like, do you want to? Do you want the kind of coffee that like Adam and Eve were drinking? You go pour over, man. <laughs> That's what we're talking about right now. And because See, we're substance church, everything's everything's analog, man. We I don't, don't have an we Adam don't have, Eve time frame. Is the problem? But yeah, yeah, you do. You do at our church, though. You know why? Okay. Because we don't have screens. We use bulletins. We we yeah. print our lyrics. We do pour over. I mean, so like you have to do everything analog at our church. And if you if you don't want to wait, then you need to go to mega church up the street to like get everything instantaneously. But you're lacking that beautiful, rich quality. Mm. You, you're you feeling me, Big T? Baby, I'm I'm just, my head is spinning right now because I I had an inkling that the pour over would be a a, a ridiculous and complicated process, but I had not, no idea what it what what it would actually entail. But it's not really complicated. It's just it's just time consuming. It just takes yeah. like so right. So hold on. So hold on. you, you also you fast. also have to know how to measure things in grams, which is something that uh, only meth dealers and coffee baristas and know how to do. do. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, look, the bottom line is this. We send our guys out, you know, 10 minutes before the service is over. They yeah. got at least like nine or 10 cups just sitting there waiting for when people mm-hmm. like get into the uh, get into the coffee house. I mean, it's you know, it's you know, it's really cool. If you had like three coffee makers, you could have like 36 cups waiting for everybody. And it's the same process, except it's just Mr. Coffee instead of Mr. Uh, Mr. Skinny Jeans. Yeah, well, here's the problem with that. It doesn't taste as good. And number one, if you're going to say coffee house like we do, and you're going to spell it like we do, H A U S, you better. Oh, of course, H A U S. You better darn have. Wait, 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 wait. If it's H A U S, don't you have to serve like sausages and, and beer? Baby, yeah, listen, why did you go H A U S? Why, well, why did you get all craft work about it? Dude, I'm just kidding. We actually don't do okay. that, but I thought you guys would okay. get a kick out of that. So. I did. Are you kidding? If we spelled it H-A-U-S, I mean, I literally would be fearing for my life at night that somebody would come in, namely you guys, one night and attack <laughs> me and, like, like harm me. I would just dump Folgers everywhere. Dude, we'd come okay. in with Sanka and Folgers and, okay, guys, here's, and, and Mr. Coffees. And instant coffee, yeah, Nescafe, yeah. everywhere. Guys, here's how I have to finish this up, okay? This is how I yeah. have to finish it up. And I, I don't know if you guys are going to believe me, but I'm just being honest. I could care less about any coffee. Like I literally don't care. Every morning at my house, I have Folgers. There's the there's the brutal truth. Wow. There it wow. is. I don't you know. know. We're probably we're probably losing listeners right now as I just said this. The, you know, irony, the irony in this is that uh, while I love making fun of hipsters, I will not drink crap coffee like Folgers. Wow. I, I, I won't. Yeah, but see, here's the sounds, problem with that. That pie. sounds for horrific me, to me. I put so much sugar and cream in my coffee; no, it literally it's, can be anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just a vehicle to turn. Dude, it's my a vehicle to dissolve the sugar. Well, that's what I'm saying. My old man. I mean, he didn't drink coffee in the morning. He drank milkshakes, and that's how he taught <laughs> me how to do it. So that's what I do. It doesn't matter if it's Folgers, Starbucks, Dunkin'. I, it literally doesn't matter, right? So that's you what guys, I. Do. You guys, you know what's happened here this afternoon? We've all shared. We we've all been a little bit vulnerable, haven't we? We it's all have guy, our own. It's the guy behind the guy behind the it's guy. It's the guy behind the guy behind the guy. Well, Big R, thank you for uh, just leading me in this. You know, I feel really honored to have uh, to have walked through this with you. And, Boys, one uh, of these days, I'm going to invite both of you out to a substance for a Sunday, and you're going to mm-hmm. be able to live through the magic. I want my photo I, I would taken. Be thrilled. 
I want to put on one of the leather bibs and for a photo op. Can I do that? Oh, well, that, yeah, you can do that because obviously we, ha- we have a photo booth right next to the station. Absolutely. That are, are, and can, ironic if you're photo. Well, no, the, yeah, right. the, yeah. the photographer like puts the hood over his head and climbs underneath there and then he squeezes the thing and the bulb explodes. And yeah, it's, the bulb it's explodes very 1920s. And glass it's, showers down. Yes. It's analog photos. We don't send any of them digitally. We actually like have a guy go into a dark room and process, and then we, we send them via uh, Western Union to people. That's how we deliver them. Yeah. Actually, you have a guy on a, one of those gigantic bikes where the wheel uh, in the front <laughs> is super big and the wheel in the back is tiny. And um, he just he, he bike I mean, Substance, substance Church just turned into Boardwalk Empire. I mean, we only have three of those, man. We could only manufacture yeah. three of those. So we have that, and we have our horse and carriage that we kind of Absolutely. are in with the Amish with, and we do a little <laughs> do a little Western Union. We also have a telegram station at Substance, mm. too, for people that like to communicate in less house, shall we say, modern means. Do you do like a yeah. horse and carriage thing, kind of like churches back in the day would do like bus ministries where they drive around and pick kids up? Do you, do you do that with like all the Amish kids? You go around with the yeah, horse yeah, and carriage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they pile in on the hay, and you take them to church? We start at 2 a.m. Yeah, we start making the rounds. We get everybody Pick there. Pick up by- on Saturday night. It's just an adventure every week. Absolutely. That's what we do. That's it. It's genius. So, Pipe, not to, uh, not, not to speed us through this conversation, but uh, <laughs> I was trying something to avoid, I was trying to avoid what came next. Something difficult happened to you this week, too. And, uh, and I need to set this up for our listeners who don't like sports because this isn't about sports. This isn't primarily about sports. No, this Guys, is should also, I step this out all, for a couple hours? This is, no, this is also about vulnerability and, and it life is. on life and, and all of life those Life on things. life. Big R, I need you here, okay? Because we're, we're coming alongside our friend in this. Big T, and can it, I go grab a pour over or do I have time to, or why do you, don't you take, to stick around? <laughs> why don't you take 45 minutes and go make your little hipster pour over? With, with, with the porcelain and the and the stainless steel thing, and then meet me back the here. The Bunsen and burner, the Bunsen burner, and the Grams, and uh, we'll we'll lean into this thing together. When you all right, get I'll back. bring I'll bring but something nice to wear. You bring something nice to wear. <laughs> all right, so here's what happened. So this week, uh, Piper's favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, experienced an injury to their starting quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, that was not only season ending, but was probably like two seasons ending. So he had a a catastrophic knee injury in a practice, uh, was hauled off. It was so bad that the coach um, stopped practice, which is kind of unprecedented uh, in the football world. And shortly thereafter, uh, Pipe's team, the Minnesota Vikings, traded a first-round draft pick and a fourth-round draft pick uh, in next year's draft for arguably the worst starting quarterback uh, in all of pro football last year, a guy named Sam Bradford, who was with Philadelphia. So now Bradford is coming in. He's wearing purple. Uh, he will be starting for the Minnesota Vikings in a scant few days. And Piper, you were uh, just expressing your conflictedness vis-a-vis this transaction. Uh, you were doing so on social media. And I, I want you to read the tweet uh, that you put out there, and then we'll talk about what happened in the uh, in the yes. aftermath. I don't of even this. remember the tweet that I put out there. I'm trying to. It was block funny. This. It was funny. <laughs> I literally am trying to block this from my mind and pretend like it didn't actually happen. Do you have the Do you, do you have the tweet pulled up? I don't. Um, <laughs> I, I might. Let me uh, let me scroll I, through the archives. I did. It, oh, I, I do. I have it right here. Okay. Well, uh, you can read it on my behalf so that I don't have to relive these moments. So this is Barnabas Piper tweeting. Uh, he says this. I've spent the last day talking myself into rooting for Sam Bradford. So far, the results have been excitement for the Timberwolf season. 
which the Timberwolves are, of course, Minnesota's NBA franchise. So Piper is essentially saying, I'm writing off the NFL season. To which someone responded, at Barnabas Piper, he's a brother in Christ. Does that help? (laughs) The implication being, you have to root for this crappy quarterback just because he's a brother in Christ. And the, um, thing, the thing that I did not tweet back but uh, but did send to Ted was uh, that would make a difference if I was rooting for him as my small group leader. Absolutely it would. And and let me be clear, man. All, all respect in the world to Sam Bradford. He has gotten way farther in football than any of the three of us had. Uh, he's made infinitely more money than we ever will on this podcast. Um, like, he's he's done great. But but all you were saying is you you don't want him – quarterbacking your favorite team yeah I, and, I don't see any problem drawing a line between uh rooting for the best quarterback and uh, and somebody being a believer like i i yeah somebody's religious beliefs have no uh no bearing on their ability to read cover three and throw a deep out route absolutely so i i just want somebody who can hit laquan treadwell in the end zone for a touchdown and not throw a crappy out route that gets picked and goes the other way like sam bradford is adept at doing but oh goodness sakes as a vikings fan so cleveland the cleveland cavaliers won the nba title which was cleveland's first title i think ever or like since 1940 or something it's been yeah, forever yeah, yeah. and a half it's been a long time and uh and i think with that happening um they they passed the mantle of god hates us mm. right up to minneapolis because the vikings and the twins and the timberwolves <laughs> and the wild are are cursed. There mm-hmm. no good things come out of Minnesota sports-wise, which really means I probably am putting misplaced hope on the Timberwolves season as well. But it's so Bridgewater's injury, like I wasn't even I wasn't even like angry when that happened. I would just sort of shrugged and was like, "Well, that's the most Vikings thing ever." You know, it's we have yeah. great hopes for this season and the quarterback blows out his knee. Of course he does. So in a like, non-contact yeah, he, situation. Something like he planted his foot to throw or to mm-hmm. cut and his knee just fell apart. Mm-hmm. Uh but then they take this thing so we have a ruined season and they're like, "Well, let's double down on ruining the season by throwing away our future to ruin our present even more." Let's ruin two seasons. Yeah. And yeah. and I you know, I've seen a lot of people really try to talk themselves into Bradford as like an adequate NFL mm-hmm. quarterback. And I could I could go nerdy NFL analysis, uh, since Ronnie's off getting his pour over. <laughs> but uh but I won't. Needless to say, Thank he, you. Oh, you're back. <laughs> How's the coffee? Um he he has had a he's had a difficult NFL career because he's he's been under a different coach almost every year. But he's never shined. Like he's never even no. been remotely good. He's he's ma- never been in the top half. He's of yeah. I was gonna say he's maybe been average when he's been best. And they just gave up. They gave up the kind of price you give up, like to trade for a top tier quarterback at the end of his Absolutely. career. That Absolutely. kind of thing. And I understand that they think that they have a shot at the you know the Super Bowl this year, but not with Sam Bradford. Now, so what do we do with these people? And Big R, you can you can speak to this too. Sure. Who say just because he's a brother in Christ, you have to root for him or you have to uh, like uh, acknowledge that he's a good quarterback or whatever. Like, I, I feel like there, there are people forever doing this. I, I think that I think that does make a massive difference if I was buddies with him. Yeah. Like 
it it makes a difference when you have a relational connection because yes, then there is a there's an element to the friendship that is something much more profound and significant than than if and then if they're not a follower of Christ. But I I don't have any relationship with Sam Bradford or any other athlete. All I want them to do is be good at their job, and I don't care what they worship or who they worship when they're throwing a football. Dude, I'm with you, Pipe, but I feel like this is difficult for a lot of Christian sports oh, fans. This like, is going to offend somebody because when you say I don't yeah. care what people worship, their response is going to be, but shouldn't you want everybody to love Jesus? Dude, and yes. yes, for the record, we want everybody to love Jesus, but we also are are. But like, I really want my quarterback to throw the freaking ball well. Well, <laughs> yeah, and we acknowledge that like 90% of the guys on that field don't love Jesus. So do we then not watch or only root for the 10% who do? Right. Uh, and th- I mean, this is the dilemma. And it's right? not, and this is not just sports. I mean, the, the music, actors, whatever, like I, right. I would love if, uh, you know, I would love if, I don't know, in any, every musician loved Jesus, but I really want the guitar player to be a really good guitar player. I really want the singer to hit the notes. I really want the songwriter to be artful. Like, right. Those are, those are th- skills that, that can be separated in some capacity from, from what they worship and it's always bugged me when athletes rise in stardom simply because of their faith tim tebow being the most egregious example because once he got out of college he wasn't a good athlete anymore he was a subpar professional football player who people still just loved because he's an outspoken believer which is good but he still can't throw a football Hmm. big r what do you have to say about this baby yeah, you know, are we boring just, you here on the program? I feel I feel like in the last two weeks we've had trouble keeping you engaged through the whole. Like, I've just been forty five minutes. Ron, I've just it, been working Ron, on my Christmas novel while you guys were talking is it because, about this. So. Is it because you're big timing us and starting a new podcast? And so like we're well, you we're, know what? Let's talk about this. We're no. Can I answer the question first? No, I don't want you to answer the question. Can I answer the question? I don't get to answer the question. Don't answer the question. I mean, I don't. I don't have rights now to answer. You asked me a question. No, I can't answer. I'm taking back. I have a new question. My new question is. And this this wasn't clear, boys, in our in our text because it was all very ha ha. Um, are See, you? Doing you all, a, I, well, I don't know why you're angry at me right now. I don't baby, know where I'm this not is angry coming with from. You. I just want to listen to your voice, man. It's all peaked. It's all angry. Baby, I mean, what's? <laughs> baby, listen to me. I just want to know: Are you doing a podcast with Trogues? Well, I, I mean, that's that's like that's like asking that's like asking Piper if he's like did a podcast with Does he a, like Dave, the Vikings? Dave Harvey. You like, know, did, yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Will, Piper, did, you do, did you do a podcast with Dave Harvey? Yeah. Did I do a podcast with Trogues? Yeah. Dude, sure. listen to me. So here's so, here's so, why I asked. So it's Trogues' podcast and you were a guest on it? You know, sure. Or, or are you co-hosting? Here's it's why his, I asked. It's his program. Trogues has literally tried to do a creative project with every friend that I have. Like, <laughs> like, like the guy I rode to school with in high school has a podcast with friggin' Trogues, right? So he, he's Kevin just young. Kevin DeYoung he's, has a <laughs> He's roaming to and fro across the earth. Katie Wise doing a podcast he's, he's with Trogues. He has insane. wandered to and far. Yeah. Doing creative far, projects. Doing creative projects with all my friends. So uh if, if you're at liberty to speak on this, Big R, 
I mean, um, look, there's there's nothing to hide at all. Um, you know, you're number being one, awfully coy for not having anything to hide. Total transparency on this program. Total transparency. I'm doing if, a uh, I'm doing a couple of eps with uh, Trogs's new podcast. That's what I'm doing. Which what what is the format of the podcast or, or the subject matter, if you don't mind me asking? It originally was going to be we were going to break down like uh, like pop songs or worship songs or like real classic kind of songs that everybody's heard of. Yeah. Okay. And then um, we kind of thought that that was uh, it was a little too vague. Okay. And uh, Trogues had an idea. He he was kind of he was asking me my opinion on some on some real like kind of like like some some headline stuff. We were just shooting the breeze one yeah. day, and I said I said why don't why don't you just make why don't you just make it like that? Like you read a you read a news headline, and then we just sort of riff on a news headline, you know, and um okay. and then we we could try that. And he's all okay, yeah, let's try that. So I said okay, just let me know, and that was it. All right. So I mean, when, I, can, uh, when when can people expect to uh, to be able to listen? I think one. Have- I think one of them's up. It's called Deconstructed. Yeah. Wow. It's Trogs. Right. It's Trogs's gig. You know. Yeah. 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 So it's are, always Trogs. Are you a permanent fixture, or are you just you know since you were there at the start, you're gonna you're just kind of you're just kind of along for the first leg of the journey. Boys, you got to understand something about Big R. I I don't claim permanence with anything but Jesus Christ in my marriage. Okay. Mm. So that that's 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 <laughs> what permanence is and your for affinity me, for right Christian there. athletes. Exactly. Which again, I'd love to answer that question, but no. Keep going, Big T. We'll we'll keep. Maybe you don't want to answer. Listen to me. Do you want to keep promoting Trogs' podcast here? Do we want to get back to our podcast? Baby, I'm not promoting anything. Listen to me. You know, and I know that you don't want to answer that question because you don't care. Am I right? Well, I have, but I'm gonna. I was gonna answer it with a with a question. Can I do that? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Can I even talk on on my podcast anymore? Like, maybe it's your restrictions now. It's mine. You know, I just don't. You know, you're you're. You're you're doing a podcast. How do I know you're not thinking about Trogs' podcast while you're on this podcast? You know what I mean. I, I don't know. How, how do I know that Piper's not thinking about like Lifeway right now? I, I don't know. I'm actually I mean, there's at, the problem. I'm actually Nobody at knows right now. I'm sitting in a conference room at Lifeway right now. Oh, dude, man, it's, it's getting it's getting ugly. On this, this is this phone. is my creative so this is my creative environment. So ask your question, Ronnie. Guys, we're, we're, I just want to why this is all I want to know honestly. Yeah. Why, why does it matter who anybody roots for? Like, how does that change anything who you root for or don't root for? Who cares? Change who cares? Any, change anything in terms of? Everything you were talking about. Like, why does anybody care who anybody roots or doesn't root for? It doesn't change anything. Like, whether you root for, whether you root for Sam or whatever his name is or not, it doesn't change anything about him. Like, why does it matter? Why would anybody care who you do or do not root for in terms of a of sports team? That's right. I said sports team. But, like, why, like who cares? Why does it matter who anybody roots for? Doesn't change anything. Well, let me let me turn that question back towards you and the one thing I know you are a fan of uh, in in the competition world, and that is moto motocross. Correct? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you, do you have particular riders who you have an affinity for? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm not saying that you don't have. I'm not saying you don't have players or riders right. that you don't like. I'm just saying, like at the end of the day, it doesn't it doesn't change what they do. Like it doesn't have any effect on them as players or riders. Like it doesn't matter who you root for. Why would anybody? I'm, I'm on your. I'm sticking up for you right now, Pipe. I'm saying, why does anybody care who you root for? Because rooting for anybody doesn't really change their game. The game it changes nothing. See, and to me, it's less about who and more about why. Like the person involved. Like people have affinities for players, so I'm like that guy's not any good, but that's fine. You like him, you know. They have 
there's most teams that people root for are not teams that I root for. And uh, you get what I'm saying, though. Like yes. breaking down the the concept of rooting, it's literally the most worthless thing of all time. Like it doesn't matter who you like because you like a guy going to bed at night more than another guy. It's not like he's going to play a better game. That tomorrow. may have like, been a strange way to phrase that. But I know, yes. but it was funny. Yeah, it was a little. Well, bit. dude, but this this same thing could be said about music too. I mean, just because I like uh kanye west and you think he's an idiot like it, it has absolutely no bearing on anything but these are the things that people argue about i mean it's that, that yeah, you know if you want to expand this out it's also true of food you know you like sushi I'm not, and i don't i mean it's, i'm not saying it's not true i'm making the argument of why somebody would get mad at somebody for not rooting for somebody when it doesn't even it has to, no effect to be fair the yeah, person yeah, yeah. on twitter who responded to me was not angry at all and uh you know it was much more sort of it was it was much happier than all that because I responded and was basically like I just want a good quarterback and mm-hmm. you know and she she was very gracious about it it was not was not being jerk she about understood it. <clears throat> yeah yeah so she guys yeah why, the, the question of why it matters though it I don't think it matters who people root for I do think there's there's an element of like it matters if you can give a reason why like otherwise it other not because it has to be completely rational because rooting is kind of inherently irrational. It's much more – I just – I like these things. But like there, there's a sense of uh, – it's, whether, it's, whether it's loyalty or, or s- just something where the reason for it has to like has to kind of bear out a little bit, I think. Now, it's uh, just entertainment. I, I'm sure I'm completely inconsistent in that because I probably like things for completely stupid reasons. But that's that's going to be my, uh, my somewhat – half-baked response to your see i just don't think it matters that, that, why that why you like undermine our like conversation it. no not at all i just think there's a lot of negativity on the program today guys i'm not gonna lie uh, i think i think it's taken a, a really dark turn i think yeah, we're all well, in a really dark teddy place bridgewater right blows his knees out and you're a vikings fan negativity i mean it's sort of a dark purple cloud over my head it's it's a dark place yeah i don't have Baby, any understanding we, of that but i appreciate that yes we needed to have this conversation though it was the elephant in the room this thing that you're doing with trogues and i i know i'm still on that yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it is, but that that's fine, Big T. I mean, we can, we you know, you do I need do I need to come out to where you are so we can have a little sit down over some pour over and, <laughs> Dude, and we discuss need pour over. We just need to lean into this thing together because it's not going to go away, Big R. I, I mean, here's the thing. I kind of think it is. That's that's the point <laughs> I was trying to make. Because it's a Trogues project, it will certainly go away after four or five episodes. But I mean, <laughs> nevertheless, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> I mean, we can just be real honest about all this stuff, right? I mean, it's yeah. Boys, we've we've only got a couple minutes remaining. But speaking of Trogues, I think he's a he's a perfect segue into this last topic because um, there there is a thing now. There is a brand. There is a uh, a way of referring to oneself uh, as a thought leader, a quote unquote thought leader. Um, so someone will sort of package themselves as a thought leader in a certain field. My question to you is, uh, what does this mean? And why would anybody do it? Um, is this just another word for consultant? What is this thing, Pipe? You're the you're the you're kind of the resident business guy on the program. <laughs> you're the thought leader. You're the thought leaders. You're the thought leader on thought leaders. So I uh, I, I posed this topic because it was one that I run across with some regularity. And when I posed, you know, I, I shot it to you guys via text. Ronnie's response was, uh, "Suss that out. What's a thought leader?" And my response was, "Exactly." That's the question. It's it sort of falls in line with the uh, the self proclaimed expert or guru. You know, some marketing guru, social media expert, platform builder. They all kind of fall into the same space, and <clears throat> I, I, in general, but but this has a little bit more sort of uh, 
gravitas to it, I guess. Because you say thought leader, that sounds better than guru, you know, or, or, you know, social media ninja, as some people have called themselves. But I don't really know what it is. I think it's it's somebody who has accomplished next to nothing, uh, but wants to be respected for their opinions. Is it somebody that like, would this be the equiv of like a dude getting the title of like creative director or something like that? Uh, or I, I think it's sort of the equivalent to calling yourself a creative. So you label yourself like oh. I'm, a, I'm a creative. Like what? Are you just you're unemployed? Like what does that mean? Dude, people who call themselves a creative are almost never actually creative. Yeah, they're usually pretty derivative. Yeah. And uh, or storyteller. You know, people are like, oh, I'm a storyteller. Mm. What, is, what does that yeah. mean? Like you talk to your kids at night? Well, you I mean, know, is I it just one of those? Is it just one of those things like like you know when people tell you what they do for a living and you get into a convo with somebody uh-huh. and they they never like you never really get to what they like you're not really sure what they do and then you talk to their closest friends or like their wife and they like can't even tell you what the guy does is is it one of those kind of positions where if you were to see them in action you probably wouldn't see a lot of action I, I think <laughs> it's, I think especially when when it comes to the phrase I think I think yes you're right I think when you come to the phrase thought leader the people who are actually thought leaders will never call themselves that they simply create and share good content or ideas so they are authors they are speakers they are pastors they're business leaders they're actually doing something substantial people who call themselves thought leaders are people who want to be known for being known as opposed to doing stuff but you never really see the fruit of their labor you never see a product or a project yeah it's mostly pithy one-liners they you know they often will go into consulting because they don't actually have to do the work they just have to tell other people what they observe about their work can we just like can we find somebody like famous enough to where all of us wouldn't would hear would have heard of him who is it who's a thought leader yeah dude Um, i got one for you go for it yeah throw it out there big t i don't know i don't know if this is one i i want to get your your feedback on it what about uh, what about John Acuff? Is that a thought leader? Interesting. Very Mr. Interesting. Uh, follow your dreams and, and sort of be funny, but not funny. And, 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 you know, take back the work week. I don't know. This kind of guy. Thought I don't leader. really know that cat. Do you know him? Pipe? Yeah, a little bit. And I would say he's he's borderline because I would okay. say like he 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 bleeds into that a little bit when he gets into like the, the business consulting because like he, he doesn't mm-hmm. really run a business, but he yeah. has also authored. Yeah, he's done four or five books and, Mm -hmm. you know, had a really successful blog for a long time. And and things, you know, and he has been an employee for other companies and things like that. So he's he's actually like done work. Yeah. yeah. The thought leader thing is sort of the I'm trying to think if there are people who. Well, I got one. What about Brian McLaren? I would say at this point he's yeah at this stage of the game he's a thought leader because he's distanced himself from all the things that he did you know in terms of pastoring and whatever else like he just sort of he's just sort of an idea guy but it's not rooted anywhere they just sort of flow out of his his kimono uh, exactly yeah yeah, they 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 waft from his kimono and uh, and and across our senses Um, yeah it's. So these guys are like self-proclaimed, like they would call themselves like, I'm just an ideas guy. Is it like that? Yeah. And I think you see it a lot in the marketing and the business. Right. Like it's hard to be a, like a theological thought leader is usually somebody who's a professor or a pastor or something like they're, they're, they're doing 
actual they're working in the work. They're, they're actually yeah. working with people. They're teaching somebody. They're you know they're they're producing goods. But in like in marketing and in uh, and in business, you can be really successful without doing anything. It's amazing. Dude, uh, I want that gig. Yeah, it's that job. Yeah, you. Here's the deal. You just have to proclaim loudly enough and cut enough corners that you can get a bunch of followers on Twitter, write some pithy things on a blog, and then get paid by the occasional business to go in and tell them what they what they should change. You know what? I feel like that's exactly what we're doing with this program, minus telling the businesses part. Maybe we should start businesses what yeah. to do. We, we'd be like – yeah, we'd be like the the happy thought leaders. We could know? come in. We could do a little corporate. You know what I mean? A little corporate gig, and 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 the there'd be leaders, lunch. The thought yeah. leaders rant. The thought. Yeah, exactly. I like this, guys. Let's not uh, let's, let's not, not dismiss, dismiss this. this. Yeah, let's not yeah, dismiss yeah. it so often. Right. So I, I think we I think we have something here. I think we really well. Do. Then I so think for the next uh, podcast, maybe we need to think about a name change. We need to think about sort of the direction of our topics. What do you think? Absolutely. Uh, Big T. Yeah. Absolutely. I I think this too. If you are a business owner and you would like us to come into your your uh, place of business and do a little seminar, uh, a little creative vision casting, uh, we are available. Um, I'm not going to talk money right now. That would yeah, be the fee is the fee is going to be high. It the wouldn't fee. be polite, big hearted to go into the, yeah. such crass things on the air. Of course, but uh, but, but it's going to be open. high. Yeah. It's going to be very high, very very high. Um, yeah, I mean the, the goal is to price in such a way it's like the scare away price. Yeah. But but the really serious businesses who really yeah. respect your thought leadership, yeah, they will they'll, they'll cut pay the check. for it. They will. Yeah, cut if the you're check. if you're not a big corporate business, we want nothing to do with you. Make I no mean, mistake. I would, I would pay to have us come out. You know, Absolutely. I don't have to because I'm I'm here for free. I'm here to be criticized for free today. But um, yeah, oh, I, I, I I would I would. You know? Maybe I, I don't want you to feel that I came at you in any way. Wow, you do yeah, passive. Not at all. You do passive aggressive really well, Ronnie. Actually, yeah. I don't. I'm the least passive aggressive person I know. That's boys. I need to sign off here because I gotta go. I gotta go be a thought leader on the uh, on the football field. But I, I want to make sure I'm okay with Big R right now. I feel like I came at him. Hug it, hug it out, boys. A little bit hard. I was a little bit threatened about Trogues doing a podcast with every single person that I know, <laughs> including Johnny Heft, who I rode to high school with in, in 1993. So, but, but that's my thing. All right. That's you know my what, thing man? that I got to deal with. You got, other, you got other stuff going on right now, but let's, uh, let's suss this out on the next app and let, let's come, let, let's, let's, uh, you know, let, let's make up on the next step. How about that? You know what? We're better friends for it. We are. We'll be better friends for it. Boys, we have, uh, we have done what we always do on this program. We've wandered to and fro uh, until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.